0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: Welcome to Sunday Podcast. This is our chance to play for you some of the best moments from the radio show and some great interviews during the week that you may have missed. If you ever want to check out our show, go to Bongino.com. Go to Station Finder and see what radio station we're on near you. You'll love it. I promise you. We put a lot of work into the radio show. Check it out. But before that, let me tell you about our first sponsor. Folks, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration, raised the debt ceiling for the 79th time. It's going to pave the way for more reckless spending, more devaluing of the dollar, more inflation. As our natural debt continues to skyrocket, you need to protect your savings. Savers like me are concerned. I turn to gold multiple times using Birch Gold. Similar Thousands of similar minded people buy gold from Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. The BRICS, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're banding together against the dollar, diversifying. You know what they're buying? They're buying gold. Follow their lead. Text DAN to 989898 for your free information kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau and thousands, me included, of happy customers, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings too. Text DAN to 989898. Take action today. Performance may vary. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making any investment decision, message, and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. We appreciate it. First up today, we talk with Jesse Kelly about the current outrageous culture wars going on with these Marxist communists out there trying to sexualize our kids. It's disgusting. And his new book, The Anti-Communist Manifesto. This one's hot. Check this out. You know, uh, I love what I do. Cause it's not really a a job. I mean, I don't really, you have a real job. You know, this isn't a job, it's not. I had real jobs at one point, you know, police, federal agent, that stuff. But this isn't a real job. This this isn't like work in the traditional sense. Yes, I'm paid, but you know, I talk for a living. I put a lot of work into it. I appreciate it, but this business folks has a lot of good people in it, but always been candid with you. There are a lot of a-holes out there too and I mean big A-holes, like huge ones. Everybody's jealous, they hate each other. A lot of good folks too, but there are very few really, really good guys. You know, my buddy Mark Levin, a rock star. Hannity's always been there for me. But this guy is this total stud. He tells it like it is. You wanna talk about a guy who has the same problem I have, who has no filter, It is my good friend, Jesse Kelly, author of an incredible new book. And you like that? Wait, I got to promote your book because we're going to get to your book. But the book is amazing. It is blowing up on just about everywhere books are sold. It is called The Anti-Communist Manifesto. And it is a handbook on how to beat these SOBs at their own game. Jesse, welcome to the show, my friend.
0: Dan, my brother, how how dare you, as my friend, besmirch my reputation and call me yes. a good guy? I'm king right. a-hole, Dan. I am yeah, king I a-hole. That's true.
1: That's right. Yes, that's if you've ever followed Jesse on Twitter, uh, you are, he, he is correct. There isn't a bigger Republican troll on Twitter than Jesse. If you get into it with this guy on Twitter, and one thing I love about Jesse, too, he never forgets. Like, it will go on forever on Twitter. Like, you poke him at your own expense. It is a <laughs> lifetime commitment if you poke this guy on Twitter because he's a savage. But, Jesse, you know, you get it. You had a real job, too, uh, being in our, uh, our military in the past. And I, I think, you know, you'd agree, though, about the business. There are a lot of really good and decent people. I think we know that. People who have been friends, guys like yourself. But unfortunately, you know, everybody loves behind-the-scenes talk. You have a show yourself. There's a lot of backstabbers in this business, and a lot of jealousy. And you know, you're one of the few guys who, when when stuff got bad with me, you would always—I could always count on you for a text or a call. Like, hey, you need anything? You know. So I appreciate that, man. You're a good. Well, guy. I
0: love, I love you, my brother. I, in yeah. your success is good for the country. It's not just good for my friend. It's good for the country, man. I, I, yeah. I, I want you to be the biggest freaking thing out there. I, just, <laughs> I've never, I've never understood. I've never understood these people like us, like you just brought up. I've worked real jobs my whole life, construction and Marines and all these. I just fell into this five years ago. And these people who do what we do, you talk into a microphone and you make a bunch of money and you get mad because right. someone else succeeds right. or something like that. <laughs> the, why would you get
1: mad? Dude, I'm happy. I, I'm there. Go make so, yes, do sir. You do your thing. That's it. Like yeah. you've been in a hoot somewhere on some crap forward operating base and you're like, wait. I get to sit my ass in a chair for three hours, which really is only like two hours and 20 of content. I'm making like all this dough. Come on, man. What the hell are you griping about? I so agree with you, man. That's the problem. Too many people have been in this business too long and they're spoiled. Listen, I want to get to your book first. I usually do the book question last, but the book is so apropos for my show today. I'm actually glad you came on because we're talking about the corruption of institutions like the FBI and our schools. And your book is called The Anti-Communist Manifesto by Jesse Kelly. It's tearing it up. And I think the reason it's tearing it up is because the book, it gets into something I've said for a while, Jesse. The why matters. It's not good enough to go, ah, commies suck. Hillary Clinton's a commie. Okay, great. But why do they do what they do? Why do they suck? And when you explain, you know, in the book, that th- you're not dealing with political opponents you're dealing with like moral opponents like this is an evil versus good battle i think it's really resonating with people
0: i i guess that's why dan i'll be honest with you i'm a little weirded out man at how how much it's blowing up i didn't i didn't know i mean it's the only thing i've ever written only book i've ever written i don't know that i'll ever write another one i was just passionate about it so i wrote it maybe that is why but i'm i'm glad you i'm glad you speak about it and that's one of the things i love about you that you speak about it in terms that wake people up. We, we have for so long been so apathetic on the right, and we'll discuss the other side. Well, they're liberal. He kind of leans left. or, or, or more. Well, he's a little naive. Surely when he gets a paycheck, he'll come around. No, you are dealing with people who are trying to burn down everything you care about. They are, they are worshippers of a religion of destruction. Whether you are religious or not, it matters not. You are dealing with demons in demonic forces here. If you don't believe me, go look at one of these poor little girls who ha- who's had her breast chopped off by her parents and her shrink and her doctor out there. And I'll tell you something else. That's not even any- the end of it. Demons don't have a bottom. They go down and down and down and down and down without end until good stops it. And we still try to pussyfoot our our way around how we describe these people. They point at you and they say, look, there's Dan Bongino, the Nazi white supremacist who hates women and these racists and all these other things. And that puts their people in the right mindset to fight. We will say, well, he's a Democrat, but I think we can get along. I think we'll play some cribbage together tonight. It's pathetic to me how weak and spineless our side is. I can't take it anymore.
1: Uh, We're talking to Jesse Kelly, author of the book, The Anti-Communist Manifesto. Now you see why the book is rocketing up the charts. Jesse, you're so right. I've made this case on, on this show repeatedly that we fell in kind of the John McCain model. That, oh, if I just go up and vote down changes to Obamacare with the infamous thumbs down moment because it didn't follow normal procedure, then the Washington Post and New York Times will love me and the Democrats will say, oh, look, there's John McCain. What a dignified man. He respects procedure over everything. Maybe we'll consider Republicans. No, no, bro. That's not what's happening. You are dealing with people who are like, hey, that nine year old. Someone should cut his nuts off. He played with a Barbie doll. This is insane. They they don't give a Oh, gosh, I hate FCC rules about procedure or the thumbs down. These people, all they care about is the destruction of the present system to usher in this new era of top-down collectivism. That's all they care about.
0: It's all they care about, Dan. And maybe the best example of this, it drives me insane is when I see these Soros prosecutors, when I hear them discussed but on the right, the right almost universally will say, they're soft on crime Prosecutor, He's just a soft on crime, making him sound like some flowery liberal hippie who just happens to want to be really nice to criminals. No. Communists in the revolutionary phase from Lenin on have turned murderers and rapists loose intentionally so they will murder and rape more to destabilize the society these are communist foot soldiers intentionally causing rape and murder and we can't even speak like that on the right instead once again well i mean he's soft on crime barf i can't take the low tgop anymore dan that's why i'm grateful to god you're on the air
1: we friggin' need you oh thank you well me and you are like trt for the low t gop we're a little testosterone (laughs) replacement for jesse we bring the mean back to normal by overshooting the goal by just a little (laughs) bit but on your last point we're talking to jesse kelly the book is the anti-communist manifesto i urge you strongly pick it up today wherever you get your books folks jesse made a point here it's really important this is not an accident. The defund the police, soros funded, chaos in the streets thing is being done for a reason. The why matters. The the modern day collectivist and communist, their coin of the realm is fear. Fear creates a craving for stability, which conveniently the communist will fill that hole with, oh look, government's here to save you. But Jesse, the same thing's going on with the kids. The commies don't just crave fear in the streets and disorder. They also crave chaos. You can't have communism without the kids. And there's nothing like chaos and confusion in a kid that will confuse them more than a kid entirely unprepared to deal with matters of sex and it being forced upon them at a young age. None of that's an accident either
0: none of it's an accident and they did it all on purpose because they're evil demons they're anti-humans that's why they're going after kids so hard that's why that liberal white woman who's teaching your kid kindergarten you think she's just kind of a nutball with her pink hair but really in reality she's a communist apparatchik just as evil as any creature who's ever walked the planet And she wants to tear your child away from you, destroy their self-esteem, destroy them sexually until that child cuts his penis off at 13 and then commits suicide at 25 after he's been voting Democrat since the day he turned 18. That is what these people want for your kids. It's to break down the American family, which is the ultimate opponent of communism, to break down the American church. That's why they're going to use this LGBTQ filth to send the FBI to your door, the door of your church, to arrest your pastor. And if you think I'm being over the top, read a history book. That's what's coming in this country unless these people are stopped. And you're daggone on right, Dan, that's why they go after the kids. That's why when they sit down to write a Disney movie, they make sure they have enough lesbians in there just so your daughter can sit down and watch that instead of just watching heroes and villains and things like that. The communist is purposeful with everything he does and we have to be equally as purposeful. And that's why I wrote the book
1: yeah the book is the anti-communist manifesto by jesse kelly you know jesse I, I i was explaining on the podcast earlier i didn't get to it on the radio show but this is the perfect time for this that there's a tendency with us on the right because we were so uh, we, we were so uh, we, we revile so much what they're doing on the left with the sexualization of kids clearly inappropriate there's a tendency for us to blame all of it on perversion and believe me that's a big chunk of it but i um, um, and And that stings, and I, I get why we want to do it. And I do it all the time. like i, I I'm on Twitter, like, you, you know, why are you being pervs? But the hard reality is, although there are there is something to do with some sexual attraction with some people who've hijacked that, the communist is more tactical. It has very little to do with perversion from them. It has a lot more to do with the fact that they know. This is the one thing that will absolutely divorce the kid from the parent. They have no comprehension, no ability uh, with their young, immature minds. I just mean that physically to understand the complexities of sex. They have no ability to understand it at all. So when you confuse the kid, then you insert a state apparatchik like a teacher or someone else that subscribed to this ideology. The parents lost forever. The parents entirely cut out of the equation. And that is the goal.
0: It is the goal. You nailed it. It's, it's not about turning them gay. It's about breaking them. You must break them. You must break them from their families. You must break them emotionally so you can turn them into what you want to turn them into. I know you already know about this, Dan, and I'm hesitant to even bring it up on the show because it's, it's the most horrific thing I've ever read about in my life. It's the one historical thing I wish I didn't know anymore. I wish I could take it out of my head, but they're called the Patest Experiments. It took place in romania where they took the christians the last remaining christians who were standing up to romanian communism and they brought them into a prison system and they sexually abused them in ways that i, I will not even describe on your show i won't describe it on my show because i don't want to relive it it's the worst thing you've ever heard in your life but it was about breaking them you must break them and breaking somebody sexually is an excellent way to turn somebody mold somebody into the communist you want only now they're not facing adult Christians. Now they're looking at your third grader and they, you see your precious child who you love. They see an opportunity. They see a future foot soldier and that's why they go after him so hard. That's why you can't go to the local public library without some drag queen waving his penis in your daughter's face.
1: It's some, um, it's incredible. I mean, I, I can't believe that I only got a minute left. I want to get one more promo in for your book, but how shocking it is that just, what, 10-plus years ago, Obama was on a debate stage saying he supports marriage between a man and a woman, and now we're watching adult males in fishnets sw- swinging their junk in nine-year-olds' face. This is incredible. It's absolutely it incredible we got it, but it's going to blow up in their face. The book, folks, please pick it up today. Commit to doing it. It is The Anti-Communist Manifesto by Jesse Kelly, an amazing radio host in his own right Jesse, thanks for calling it what it is, man, and writing a book about it. It's time for a really big awakening in this country. We need it. Thanks for writing a book. appreciate you coming on, too. Thanks, pal.
0: You you are the man, my man. I love you, brother.
1: Thanks, pal. Love you, too, man. My buddy, anti-communist manifesto, Jesse Kelly. You see why me and him get along? (laughs) Can you guess? (laughs) We have, like, the exact same career trajectory. He was in the military. Two peas in a pod. I was in law enforcement. We both had actual jobs. And then we found by some act of God ourselves with radio shows at about the exact same time. And we're both like, how the hell did this happen? Up next is another one of my bad temper epic rants. Some praise stinks, I know, but it's worth your time. But let's hear from our next sponsor first. Folks, junk science. That's what doctors call many of these fruits and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce, uh, fruits and vegetables with very few health benefits. That's why I use Field of Greens. It's whole, fresh, healthy, organic fruits and vegetables, not some watered down garbage extract supplement. It's backed by a better health promise. Field of Greens is a science-backed formula of specific fruits and vegetables you won't find in any other product. I use it multiple times each day, I swear by it. Proper nutrition can reboot your metabolism so you burn calories faster and you lose weight a healthier way. Listen, sometimes you don't eat as healthy as you should. You got to go buy vegetables. You got to shop for them. You got to cook them. They're perishable. Field of Greens is my insurance policy. I take it twice a day. They have wild berry. Lemon, lime is geese favorite. You'll look and feel healthier. I do. And have way more energy with good nutrition. But your best proof will be at the next checkup when I bet your doctor says whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let's get you started today. Visit BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan that's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick it up today. Stuff's delicious. Big fan, folks. Can absolutely vouch for it. Field of Greens, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. I saw a Major League Baseball player do a hostage video the other day apologizing for speaking out about pride celebrations. It's got me on a rant wanting to know what sex has to do with baseball. What the hell's that to do with baseball? What are you doing in the bleachers? And now we're going to celebrate pride, well, pride in our country. Enjoy this. No more hostage videos, man. No more hostage videos. If you're going to stand up for something and you're a public figure, then do it. That's easy for you to say. No, it's actually not. We're coming to the end now of what's been a, I don't know, what, year and a half long fight? On these airwaves right here only cost me a year and a half of my life. It's kind of out there on an island. Could have let it go, pretend that it never happened. But we didn't. So I'm not going to accept lectures from anyone on this. Thanks. We saw it through. All the way to the end. And we made sure that that thing went away. And it did. We weren't gonna film no damn hostage video. I wasn't gonna film no hostage video anywhere else I worked either. No more hostage videos. If you're gonna stand up for something, then stand up. This pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, Anthony Bass, that stood up against this fight against Target and then backed down and filmed this hostage video set us back days. Now, luckily, some others stood up and did the right thing. I hope it stays that way. Um, I don't know much about Major League Baseball anymore. I know a little bit, but not a lot. I haven't seen a full game in, a, in eons. But OutKick has an article up. There are some other athletes finally starting to speak up against this agenda, sexualizing our kids, and inserting sex and sexual identity into every single component of American life, even baseball. Why are you pushing sex into baseball? Are people humping on the field? Is there something I missed? I mean, I thought they were playing baseball. Why are you? I don't understand why sex has to be associated with I'm not talking about, I mean, any kind of sex. I'm, I'm a little bit unsure why that has to be in baseball. Is a guy walking down the first baseline like a jackrabbit? Like, what's going on? Is there like something going on in the outfield? Like, hey, there's the outfielder in the bullpen. Look at what they're... Why is sex in baseball at all? Why? why? I don't understand. You're there to watch a baseball game. Is there something I'm missing? Really? Is there... Is it, no? Okay, thanks, Jim. I'm, I'm looking for some help here. Because I'm trying to figure out why if I go to a baseball game... I have to engage in, in, in this ritualistic celebration of Pride Month on other people's sexuality. Why do I care? What, what am I supposed to do with the game? I'm watching the game and, and uh, there's the Clayton Kershaw on the mound or whatever. He throws a strike and I turn to Hey, are you gay? I'm gay. Thank you. Hey, it's great you're here. What the f- am I supposed to do? It's throw the freaking ball! And I'm talking about the ball on the field. I don't care about anybody's these balls other than the ball on the field. Hit the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball. What the hell do I care about who you're in your bedroom with? And why do I need to celebrate it? I don't care. See, unlike you, I'm an actual conservative. And you know what that means? That means you have big R God-given rights. The right to speak, to advocate for your position, the right to advocate for whatever rights or obligations you choose to. I don't have to agree with any of it, but you can say it and I'll defend it. What the hell does it have to do with baseball? Bro, it's baseball. Hit the freaking ball. Hit the ball. Catch the ball. Throw the ball. I don't care about men's nuts or anything else. I don't care. Are we still on the air? Because we haven't been pulled off yet. It's only a matter of seconds. I don't care. I don't care what you're touching or what you do. I don't care. Just play the game. Just play the game. Why? What what, what do we need sex in the game? What's going on? Is it like a movie? Is there going to be an interruption for some sex scenes? Like, hey, uh, anybody in the stands want to uh, come on out and show us what you got? Why is this in the baseball game? Is this uh, Folks, is there something? Uh, please uh, educate me, please. You know, like the lefties when they uh, or the the conservatives or pretend conservatives when they came. I was uh, educated on the matter, right? The fake conservatives. Uh, educate me please what does it have to do with freaking baseball the answer is I already know the answer I'm being silly the answer is nothing the leftists need to make it the central focus of every single thing in your life everything baseball kids clothing school social studies history lacrosse Chick-fil-a everything Get this through the skull to the people out there on the fence. Not to disrespect my conservative audience. People on the fence out there who are like wishy-washy on this. Get this through your skull right now and tattoo it on your brain. These people will never leave you alone. They will never leave you alone. You will call them Xi Zhou. You will recognize that a guy with a wiener is a woman. You will say it. You will say it proudly you will get down on your damn knees and you will have pride in it there's a reason there's a reason they speak in the bible about the value of humility and yet on the left they speak only in the value of pride but not pride for the things they like not not the things they don't like country and other things pride in their specific causes you better celebrate it and you better celebrate it loudly and you better celebrate it proudly God forbid you show up in that office with an American flag and put it up. Your ass going to be out on the street and fired in 10 seconds flat. Oh, some people consider that a microaggression. You know what? You can kiss my ass. How does that sound? Take your lips and attach them to my ass. and Kiss my ass. How about that? Maybe if everybody in America did that and brought in an American flag and stuck it at their desk. said, oh, What are you talking about? I have pride, too, in my country. Yeah, that's great. You pride, Your pride flag, good for you. you this is America. You celebrate, you celebrate. I'm celebrating America. Maybe everybody should then drop their pants, show their bare ass to everyone, and say, put your lips on this ass right here because I'm not taking that flag down. How about that? Here's my ass. You kiss it. I'm not taking my flag down. How about we all do that? How about everybody shows up with a little American flag? Just stick it at your desk watch everybody else. oh my gosh it's a microaggression here here you go on camera you see this Jim here we go take the pants off take them off baby Jim's like please don't take them off. here's my ass put your lips on it I'm not taking my flag down how about that how do you like them potatoes huh oh what wait I don't I don't I'm proud of my country you live in my country I'm proud of you too you can express yourself you got your flag that's great knock yourself out have fun Free speech, right? No, no, not in this workplace. Only they get free speech, not you. What if we have just just the American flag? Just the American flag. I'm actually celebrating that guy's right to speak out over there, right? No, 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 no. That's like a, oppression or something. The flag, the micro. Oh, it is. That's interesting, because you're telling me who's really being oppressed right now. You, the one throwing me out of my job for an American flag, or the other guy who gets to express his pride flag, do it freely? Who's really being oppressed right now? So strange. Seems like you got the story backwards. Dumbass. Go do it. Show up to work. Show up to work with an American flag. Just drop it at your desk. Watch what happens. See who, tell us who's really being oppressed. And hey, let me be clear, man because I believe in something liberals don't. I am a passionate advocate for free speech. I own a good chunk of Rumble stock. You wanna go on Rumble and start your, start a gay pride channel? I'll be the first one to advocate for your right to do it. I'm, I, I don't manage the platform. I'm just an equity holder, but I own a good chunk of it. I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one to say, go right ahead. I may disagree with some of your positions, but I'm not a fraud. I respect your right to speak out, even if I disagree. That's what free speech is about. I'll put my money and my reputation behind it. And I'll do my best as long as you don't break the terms of service or the law, and nobody will take you down or deplatform you. Even if I passionately and vigorously disagree with you, you won't do the same. I show up at your office and drop an American flag on a stick and a cup, it'll be but five minutes before a bunch of wussbag life loser zeros will be screaming to HR about the microaggression of American tyranny, staring them in the face. Ironically, as you then use the system you've been provided for by the blood of others who protected you and died for your freedoms as you abuse that system to cancel someone else. Everyone should do that. I think we should start today. I think we should start today. You wanna to do a little something small? Take a risk, man. You really wanna save the country? Or you just want everything to be cozy and comfortable? Cause it could have been real cozy and comfortable for us to say nothing to about a lot of things we didn't. Freaking year and a half drama. We could have walked away and we didn't. Don't be comfortable. Afflict the comfortable. Afflict yourself. Go do a little thing. Go get yourself a little American flag and put it at your desk. Watch what happens. See who's really oppressed. Just sit there, put it on the desk right there. Let everybody see it. And see who's really oppressed. Do a little test. Put that up in your desk. See who complains. Then a week later, go in and put a little pride flag up at your desks. See what happens then. The person who complains about the pride flag probably be fired the next day. Who's really oppressed? Who's oppressed? Who's oppressed? And by the way, you want to put a pride flag at your desk, knock yourself out. They don't have any rules against it in the workplace. You knock yourself out, man. Have fun. But tell me who's really oppressed. Try it. Try that, little, try that little test. You tell me again who the real people were. It's funny how the CRT and critical theory people believe that the white male patriarchy controls the levels of power and any knowledge derived from that is just a construct of said power. It's, it's incredible how they really believe we're in charge. You really believe the white male patriarchy's in charge? Just try a simple test. Everyone listening, bring a little American flag to your office and just put it at the desk and watch what happens. And tell me again who's really in charge. By the way, I'm serious about that. I think you should do that. I think we should all start that today. Go online, get yourself a small American flag and just put it at your desk as a symbol of rebellion. Symbol of rebellion. The American flag, yeah, we were born out of a spirit of rebellion. Where do you think this country came from? A ragtag army that had no chance against the British empire. We got our asses handed to us at nearly every battle and they never gave up. We should have never ever been on the winning side of the revolutionary war. We had no statistical chance of winning that and we did. There were a lot of stumbles along the way, but that original flag that emanated from the country formed out of that battle was the initial symbol of rebellion. Maybe we should start that again. Just drop it on your desk and accept the consequences that come with it. And know that the suffering you endure for such a small gesture is the small price you're willing to pay for the future of your country you're gonna hand to your kids. I'm going to go order mine right now. Hopefully, it'll be here by tomorrow. I'm going to drop it on the desk. Jim, you don't need to. Jim's got one right behind him. Jim's flag's so damn big. It's bigger than Jim. If you only saw this Skype. Jim, take a selfie. Put it on Twitter. I'll retweet it. Just so you know, I'm not kidding. Jim's got the biggest flag behind him. Let's start another rebellion, folks. Let's start a rebellion. An ideological one. Same ideological rebellion for freedom that founded this great country. Just drop a flag at your desk and see what happens. Coming up next, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. We'll get to that in a second, but let me tell you about our next sponsor. A great day begins with a great night's sleep. I sleep on the Midnight Lux from Helix because I'm a side sleeper and I love it. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on one. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. To find the perfect fit, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. No matter your sleeping position, Helix is the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and a great night's sleep. My Helix mattress is the best I've slept on. The setup was fast and easy. Don't take my word for it. GQ and Wired magazine have been named Helix their number one mattress. I ain't sleeping on anything else. Take the Helix sleep quiz yourself at helixsleep.com Dan. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off, two zero off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. This is their best offer yet. It won't last long. Helix Sleep, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan with Helix. Better sleep starts tonight. Check out this interview with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, where she just lights it up. About exactly what Biden was up to overseas with this disgusting alleged 10 million. Yes, 10 million dollar bribe. Take a listen. Welcoming to the show a good friend of the show, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who set the world on fire with a press conference yesterday. Uh, Congresswoman, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.
2: Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me on.
1: So you're very welcome. So you gave a press conference yesterday after going into the skiff to review this absolutely shocking document about the Biden crime family. And thankfully, you came out and did the right thing for the public and told us what was in it. Uh, I was stunned. I ran three clips of it on my podcast. So I want to go through them one by one. We have you here to talk about it, so we don't need the clips. The first one, this was a pretty massive bribe. The allegation appears to be not $5 million, but two $5 million bribes. Did I hear you correctly on that?
2: Yes, and I'm glad we're clarifying because uh, some of the people were saying one $5 million bribe. The payment went to two Bidens, one for $5 million and another payment for $5 million. The first $5 million payment went to Hunter Biden. The second $5 million payment went to Joe Biden. And the 1023 form specifically told
1: us that this i mean <laughs> this is the kind of thing uh, yeah yeah my producer jim says that kind of sounds like a big deal congresswoman we're not talking about ten thousand a hundred thousand talking about ten million dollars in bribes from a country currently involved in the most important geopolitical conflict right now on the globe ukraine um yes. it, it, now what, what go i'm sorry go on
2: No, exactly. And Dan, you're one of the few people that get it that I've talked to. And I thank God that you brought that up to me. That's one of the most terrifying aspects of this is this all happened back in 2015, 2016, and then going forward from there. But but right now, our country is is literally engaged in a proxy war with nuclear armed Russia. And to me, that is one of the most terrifying outcomes of this scenario. And I'd like to break it down a little further for you and your audience, if I can. Everyone should know that we subpoenaed this 1023 form about a month ago from Christopher Ray at the FBI. And when he wrote us back in his letter, he refused to even admit the form existed. He didn't deny it, but he didn't admit it. And then we kept pushing, and a couple weeks later, he said, okay, he said, Chairman Comer and minority ranking leader Raskin, they can come and look at it. And we kept on negotiating with him. So they went and looked at the form, and then Chairman Comer, and thank God for him, he's doing a great job, and so is the oversight staff, and all of our members are working so hard. But Chairman Comer said, if you don't give us the form, I'm going to hold you in contempt of Congress. Well, that, that rattled Christopher Ray, And so yeah. the FBI kept negotiating with us. And I want to say, I'm very proud to say, we were on the verge of holding him in contempt yesterday, but Christopher Ray started cooperating with us because what we found out is there's not just one 1023 form. There's two more, two more of them. And so whoa, through whoa, whoa. the cooperation... Wait, wait,
1: hold, there's two more of these forms? These FBI yeah. forms about what... Oh, wow, That's interesting. I did. I was not aware of that. Now that yes. that's, that's shocking. Now you congressman. We're talking to congresswoman Marjorie Taylor green. Are you sensing you're on the inside? I'm not, I don't have your level of knowledge about what's going on with the machinations behind the scenes. Right. Are you sensing a new attitude amongst the Republican caucus over there where this is like, we're not taking the FBI's word for anything anymore because you would know as well as I do, Before you got into office, and one of the things I think you ran on was fighting this stuff, there was this attitude like, well, you know, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You even had Trey Gowdy on Fox one time, like, oh, the FBI did the right thing or whatever. No, 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 no. There's no more we did the right thing, take our word for it. Are you sensing that now?
2: oh absolutely people don't really realize that the republican conference is shaken and it started last congress under nancy pelosi's leadership by the way we were treated it had never it had never been this way before last congress was my first time being there but last congress was horrific but now this Congress, there is, there is resolve in our conference to hold the FBI accountable. We absolutely are not funding their brand new FBI building and campus in Virginia. That is not happening. But, but I want to go back to this 1023 form. Let me, let me explain it to you. It's not a classified form, which means every American should be able to read it. It is not classified. But they forced us to read it in the skiff yesterday because they are scrambling. They are panicking, doing everything they can to try to keep this information from the American people because it 100% proves that Joe Biden, as vice president, broke the law. He got paid for pay-to-play schemes, he abused his power, he participated in bribery, high crimes and treason. And it is all on that form, Dan. And what I did is we weren't allowed to take the form, we weren't allowed to take pictures, we weren't allowed to take notes with us. But what I did is I, I took notes of the form itself inside the SCIF and I wrote down very clearly everything it said in detail. And then I took my notes and handed it to the clerk inside, and I filed it in a secure file in the SCIF. So I have the, basically, I have the 1023 form, but it is filed in the SCIF right now. And then after I filed it, I sat down in the lobby, and I wrote down in detail because it was very clear in my memory. After reading the form multiple times and taking notes on it, I wrote down in detail everything it said, and that's what I carried out with me. And I have it in my hand right now. What I, what I wrote down and when I took it out to the press conference.
1: Smart, smart. We're talking to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, got a look at this stunning FBI document alleging a $10 million bribe to the Biden Inc. crime family. Congresswoman, you said something else that really shocked me. I, I wrote three books on this. I have a chapter in one of my books specifically about Ukraine, where this bribe is alleged to have originated from. You said that there are records of this. That the company, which makes sense, if you're gonna, you know, attempt to blackmail someone later if they don't follow through uh with what you paid them for, you want a record of it to show people. But if there are records of this uh alleged ten million dollar bribe to the Biden family, are the the, the Democrats I, I asked this almost laughingly, are the Democrats at least interested in like, hey, maybe we should get a look at those records and find out if the President of the United States is corrupt?
2: <laughs> no, the Democrats were silent yesterday, and 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 you know I have to thank you. You are one of the one of the people that have tried to tell the truth about this story, writing about it in your books. I mean that's incredible. You probably have every detail uh, correct, and and you should feel good. You're vindicated. Uh, what you were saying is true, and and no, the Democrats that were in the skiff yesterday. Ro Khanna said hello to me. Didn't talk much after that. Um, Cori Bush was definitely silent. She didn't say a word. I mean, what could she say with that form in front of her? I'm not sure if she could even digest it that well, but she doesn't seem that bright. But she couldn't say anything. But no,
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. let's just let that yes i agree that's the defund the police lady who spends hundreds of thousands on security but you're in the room did you get the impression from these hack uh, tyrant democrats in the room that reading their faces did you get the impression they know this is really bad and they're gonna have a really tough, not that they won't spin it but they're gonna have a tough time making this go away
2: well, I can't speak to Cory Bush's reading level and her ability to comprehend what she read. <laughs> but Ro Khanna is a very bright guy, and I'm sure he gets it. Um, and you forgot—you left off one detail there. She pays her husband uh, for security out of yeah, her campaign. Yeah, it's quite, um, quite a anyway, deal, so isn't
1: it? Yeah. I
2: don't want to go back to so Congresswoman, I'm not Khanna, a
1: <laughs> yeah, me either. Ro is going to be on uh, Fox here in a minute, I'm sure, spinning up some yarn. Uh, but another thing that came out of this is Biden yesterday, who, who just seems uh, at this point when he can answer a question and his cognitive functions are working, he says ridiculous things. He was asked about this yesterday. And Biden said jokingly, he thinks this is funny. Apparently, he said, where's the money? Which is interesting because I know you're on this case like white on rice here. Uh, There are bank records. There are actual suspicious activity reports and CTRs and bank records documenting millions of payments to the Biden family. So my question to you is very simple, and and I think someone in the caucus should ask Biden this and should put this out publicly. Um, If Biden's laughing and joking, saying it's malarkey then don't you think Biden should be investigating these banks for filing false documents? And Congresswoman, I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be silly. I was a federal investigator. If the banks are filing false suspicious activity reports and alleging millions went to the Biden family and that's not real, then Biden has legal recourse. He could civilly sue. He could have these people liable on potential criminal charges. Don't you think they should do that if this is all made up?
2: Oh I definitely think that Joe Biden should have legal recourse as a matter of fact I would be delighted to see the discovery <laughs> right. in those cases right? yes. um, me too. we actually yes. have we actually know where the money is that that's the funny thing about it let me tell you something else the 1023 form said now this was the the informant this was in chronological order uh, starting in 2015, 2016, going all the way through 2020 is what this forum told. The forum was dated June 30th, 2020. One of the things the oligarch who owns Burisma told the informant, the CHS, he told him that he felt like it would take 10 years. For us to find all the bank statements, all the all the wire transfers, the LLCs, it would take us 10 years to find it all on the Bidens. But we have already discovered so much in less than six months because we already know, we already have bank statements, not just SARS reports. We read over 2,300 pages of SARS reports at the Treasury, but we have bank statements that outline and detail the wire transfers from many foreign countries, uh, uh, from from Russia, Africa, Ukraine, Romania, all over the world into LLCs, Dan, LLC shell companies. And then we have the bank statements that show the wire transfers and payments out to all these Biden family members, even including a grandchild. And then the smoking gun we were looking for is a direct payment to Joe Biden, and we got that yesterday on only one 1023 form, just one. And this this oligarch that owns Burisma is a smart guy, and you you nailed it when you said everybody keeps business records. Well, bribes are common practice in Ukraine and Russia, and he kept records. And he told the the CHS, the, the FBI informant, he told him that he has two pieces of evidence showing payments to both Bidens, Hunter and Joe Biden. Wow.
1: Congresswoman, I got to run, but I, can I just put a little bug in your ear on something, please? I need sure. you guys to look into this because it is really important. Biden's point man in Ukraine was a guy by the name of Michael Carpenter. Michael Carpenter was on the stage when Biden gave that speech saying he was going to fire Shokin, that infamous speech that the idiot put out there for all, for all of us to see. Carpenter's right next to him. Michael Carpenter later went on as point man in Ukraine to be the managing director of the Penn Biden Center where they squirreled away the classified documents, which even CNN reported were about Ukraine. I believe they were squirreling away documents about Ukraine, hiding them because they knew that they would show decision-making that had something to do with those bank records, something to put a bug in your ear. My show today, I lay it all out in detail. I'm gonna go into it later, but you guys are doing amazing work. I know you're busy. I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for the hard work and please, I know you're a bulldog on this. Please stay on this. Do not let this go. The American people are relying on you to do it. Thanks a lot for your time.
2: Thank you, Dan, and we'll do it. Thanks so much.
1: You got it. Up next is a tribute to some real heroes. You're not going to want to miss this, but first, our next sponsor. Here's the truth. Dads want steak. When you give dad perfectly aged and oh-so-tender steaks, you're not just giving him the best meal of his life, but the chance to grill them up and share the moment with you. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code BONGINO in the search bar, you'll be able to order the Dad's Favorite Gift Package for just $99.99. Plus, you'll get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers with your order. These burgers taste like a steak on a bun and are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor. Save over 60% on the Dad's Favorite Grill Pack and you'll get four bacon-wrapped fillets, four premium air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, and an Omaha Steaks seasoning packet. Plus, the eight free Omaha Steaks burgers for only $99.99. Remember, gifting is easy. Dads want steak, and Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, in the search bar and order the Dads' Favorite Gift Package for Father's Day today. That's OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Bongino. Last week was the 79th anniversary of D-Day. I took a moment to recognize the great men who stormed those beaches, men who included my grandfather and what they did for this great nation. Take a listen.
3: Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking.
1: D-Day, 79 years ago today. 79 years ago. You know, there are a lot of labels and monikers that get assigned to people and things and events, but that generation being referred to as the greatest generation is uh, certainly the most accurate description I think anyone has ever devised to describe them. Can you imagine uh, what those young men went through? And you figure they're what, 18, 20, 22 maybe? This range from 18 to 25 years old their entire lives are ahead of them. You're on a boat headed on to Omaha beach to the shores. That's where the, the hottest action went down at Omaha beach, right? The gate comes down two or three people in a front row are immediately hit. You got German machine gun nests basically zoning in. You know, what we would call in, uh, in tactics, you know, the, 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 the X, right? You always want to get off the X where the enemy's concentrating their fire. And see, the thing about an invasion by water contrasting with an invasion by land is things like flanking and other things are made more difficult because you're not going to swim from, from, you're not, you're not going to swim into that, you know, you know, where they were coming from. They're going to cross the channel by swimming over there with, uh, you know, 50 pounds of gear. So what happens is you have to come by flotation devices, boats which enables people in these machine gun nests, our enemies, the Germans at the time, to focus their fire. It's difficult to spread out, flank, and do these things coming in by water. That's why these things are so dangerous. Now imagine you're the boat behind the boat, and you're watching what's happening to the boat in front of you. I mean, have you ever heard of a more apt description for them than the greatest generation? Imagine the bravery displayed at all of those battle zones. It wasn't just Omaha, my, my grandfather was at Utah Beach, which wasn't as hot as Omaha, but certainly had enough action itself. He fought in the Battle of the Bulge. And uh, I've said many times to the audience, and I'll, I'll say it again, especially for the younger folks who listen to the show, we got a surprisingly young audience. I know conservative talk radio sometimes doesn't have a reputation for having a younger audience, but I get your, your emails and your Facebook messages during the break. And how do I know you're young? Because I can see your pictures. That's the difference from old school radio. Right? People call in, you don't know who's calling and I can actually see you. I say to the younger folks out there, do the next generation a favor and download whatever you can from your elders. If they were alive during World War II, great. If they knew someone who fought in World War II, even better. If they fought in World War II themselves, even better than that. If they were there on Omaha Beach that day, there's very few left. You got a gold mine in front of you. You got the greatest education you will ever get. You have a PhD level course sitting right in front of you. Scrap everything you heard before and just sit there and wrap the tension as you listen and download everything they have to say about what they went through. Don't say anything. You don't need to. Don't say anything. Just let them talk. Just take it all in and become a repository of that information for the next generation and don't let any of it get lost. Put the phone down. Put the TikTok down for a minute. Listen, I do it too. Not a knock. Unfortunately, we're getting shorter attention spans. Just open your mind. Breathe deep and just listen to everything they have to say. Take it all in. Take it all in. It is a PhD level course in, our human, in human history. Folks, it's a special day for me specifically. It means a lot to me. It means special in a qualitatively good way. Men went through a lot that day. in the fear, I can't even imagine. And yet the bravery to overcome it, because you can't have bravery without fear. It's always been my problem with the Superman comics, right? Nothing could ever happen to Superman. He wasn't the brave one. Batman was. Batman could get his butt kicked. He was human, right? You can't have bravery without fear. And with great fear comes great bravery. Imagine what they did. If it wasn't for what they did, those brave men, on that specific day, It's not a figurative statement to say that the world we know it now as we know it now would not exist. They saved the world. They saved the world that day for all of us. We owe them an enormous debt of gratitude and it's our job to never forget. So my grandfather was there on Utah Beach but he fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He named my father, John. Uh, after his battle buddy who died and was killed over there in World War II. And these guys were real heroes, folks. And this generation now, where everything's an Instagram picture or a TikTok video, hey, look at me, look at my abs, look at my arms, look at my uh, fast car, look at my jets, whatever people do on these platforms, right? That generation saved the world. And the incredible irony is they never talked about it. My grandfather, Frank Bongino, a a hero to me. I mean, a a hero to me. I've I've never met a greater man. I'd never met a greater man. I sat with him as he died in St. John's Hospital next to Queen Center Mall off Queens Boulevard and uh, one of the saddest days of my life. Never ever talked about it at all. Tried to get him to. If you can get someone to talk and download it, like I said, take in every single bit of it. He didn't want to talk about it. It's too painful for him. But as he was dying there in the hospital, I was holding his hand and I was so glad I made it over there. I remember thinking, cause we didn't know he was gonna die. I mean, he had a heart attack, but he, he was, we thought he was okay. And I remember thinking that day, my young, selfish, stupid, embarrassing self, gosh, you can never park over there. There was never anywhere to park. And I remember thinking, I'll go tomorrow on the weekend or so, and it'll be a little bit easier to get a parking spot. Maybe I'll go to a uh, park over in the mall and walk over or something like that. And I remember thinking, you know, my instinct, something telling me you better go today. And I just knew he was dying. He said, Daniel, I need you to leave. I don't, I don't want you to see me like this. And that was it, he died about two hours later. But he never talked about it. I remember going through my graduation when I graduated uh, the Secret Service Training School and I was getting my badge and my gun and he came down and told the story before, forgive me if you heard it before, but we didn't have a lot of money and we were staying in the double tree because the Secret Service put us up there, but you know, my family couldn't afford the Double Tree, so we all stayed in one big room, right? And my grandfather, of course, we gave him the bed. And my grandfather, in the middle of the night, I was, you know, my dad was in the room. There were a couple of rooms in there. My grandfather in the middle of the night got up and he just let out this like blood-curdling scream at two o'clock in the morning. And the strangest thing happened. The strangest thing happened. The strangest thing happened because nobody reacted. Not my dad, not my grandmother, no one. And I said to my father the next day, I said, dad, what was that? And he said, oh, yeah, I says Grandpa, he does that once in a while. It's from the war. He said, don't ask him about it. That's who, that's who these guys were. You know, folks, you were probably running a double-digit chance if you were on one of those boats in Omaha Beach and being mowed down and never coming back that day. You were probably running a double-digit chance if you weren't mowed down or being shot or maimed but I can tell you, you were running a triple digit chance. That is a 100% chance of never being the same person after that day. That was a 100% chance. I think we forget, that's not your fault. There's just a lot going on in people's lives. Someone's one's trying to forget, it just happens. Life takes over. But I think we forget that the veterans who do manage to make it back of our military, who've seen hard combat, that they're injured too, and it may not be physical. There's something they take with them that leaves them a different person. Can you imagine the psychological stress of days and weeks at a time? Eating terribly, you're not sleeping, If the threat of your impending death hangs over your head at any given moment, the noise, the chaos, the death and destruction you see in front of you. People blown to pieces. It looks like it's fake out of something in a movie, watching that every day. You're telling me you don't come home different? I got an email I read on my, when I used to be on Fox, my Fox show, from a Marine friend of mine who was an agent, who was another quiet guy. His name is Jason. Told me about some battle experiences he'd had overseas and how when you see this thing they call the pink mist, you're never the same. When someone steps on or hits an IED and just explodes, the pink mist, whoever the pink mist, whoever thought of that? The answer is he did because he didn't have to think of it. He saw it. It changes these people forever. Folks, you've been handed and gifted an amazing country by a generation far greater than us. The least we could do is preserve what they handed us and fought for and at least pass it off unharmed to our kids. Unfortunately, we're in a bad spot right now but we can fix all this. So when everybody asks me with everything going on, all the scams, all the swamp nonsense, all the corruption, all the grotesque subhuman behavior, oh my gosh, how can you still be long in the United States? I say, it's not my choice. It's not my choice. I was given a gift by people like my grandfather, Frank Bongino. I was given a gift by him. It's my obligation to him to not whine about it. It's to take that gift and hand it off again. That's why. It's not your choice. There's no giving up. Where are you going to go? Canada? Where are you going to go? This is yours. It was gifted to you. Take care of it. We'll fix it. We always do. All right. I got a big show ahead. There's a lot going on. A lot of news. I don't want you to go anywhere. Just take a minute. Let that settle in. This is your country. There's no second best. Thanks for listening to Sunday Podcast. You ever want to hear these rants on the radio show? Check us out at Bongino.com. Go to Station Finder and find out where we're on near you. See you next week. You just heard Dan Bongino.